Chapter Nine of the Valiant Runaways by Gertrude Atherton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Nine. That evening, Anastasio called Roldan to him. I fear treachery, he said. Who can trust five hundred men that have learned too much? And the white men, they have better brains than mine. I watch tonight. Will you watch with me, senor? that I can sleep before morning and rest for the fight. I will, said Roldan enthusiastically, and Aidan also? It matters not. When the dusk was so thick in the aisles that every moving frond looked like a man looming suddenly, one of the sentinels returned with the news that the paper had been taken from the tree, and that the Californians had pitched tents, and to all appearance were at rest for the night. It was not likely that the enemy would venture into the forest at night. They were not a large body. They were not pressed for time. Nor were they the heroes of many wars. The Indians were comparatively safe until morning. Nevertheless, Anastasio was too good a general to relax vigilance. When night came, he and the two boys went down the mountain and sent the outpost back to sleep. They ventured out where the trees grew far apart, and the brilliant stars of California illumined the great valley like so many thousand watchfires. The three sat down side by side, their gaze directed steadily downward and outward. "'Why do you fight at all?' asked Roldan. "'You could stay in these mountains until the Californians were dust and not be caught.' "'And live like hunted beasts. I like the valley, the sun in winter, the cool mountains in summer.' If I am victor tomorrow, all the Indians in California will call me chief. They will run here, from every mission and hacienda, and from every hill and mountain, like little ones to their good father, and we will drive the priests out of the country, and make the hidalgos, the caballeros, the soft-silk-dressed donnas, our friends or our slaves, as they wish. California belongs to us. The great spirit put us here, not the white man. If it was for them, why did they not grow out of the earth as we did? Why were we put here at all if our land was not for us? We were happy until these priests came to drive us mad making boots and mud bricks and wine all day, driven like dogs to the kennel, flogged when we wanted to lie in the sun. But Anastasio, interrupted Roldan, who had listened to this strange outburst with the vague consciousness that the soul of an expiring race had opened its lips for a brief moment. You are far more clever than most Indians. If it were not for the priests, you would be no better than the most ignorant of them. If I am clever now, senor, was I not clever in the beginning? You do not make cake out of bran. The great spirit sent his light into me and said, Thou shalt be a great chief. I could have done as well and better without the priests. What good did it do me? to read and tell my beads and make chocolate. Was I happy at the mission? Not for one moon, senor. I felt as if I had a wild beast chained in me that choked and panted for the free life of my youth, of my father's. I ran away from the mission twenty-three times and was brought back and flogged. Many times I would have crushed my head with a stone had it not been that all the other Indians of the mission ran to me like dogs and that I could make them tremble with a word and obey with a look. I knew that the great spirit had given me what these poor creatures had not, and that one day I would give California to them again. 
it has begun but we have better things to eat and drink and more comfortable houses and clothes than you have in your pueblos i like what the priests call civilization it is for the white man not for the indian with a skin like the earth and a heart like the wildcat if we did not know of fine bread and thin wine and heavy shoes and cursed bags about our legs we should not want them padre flores says that he and the other priests came here to make us happy why not let us be happy in our own way we needed no teaching years after roldan who grew to know the world well and many men recalled the conversation of that night and meditated upon the strange workings of the human mind the fundamental philosophy of life differs little in the brain of the savage and the brain of the student thinker we are told that we must progress grow better he said hundreds and hundreds of years indians lived and died here before the priests came all legend says they were happy now they progress and suffer in the body and in the spirit one life is for us another for you should the white man have many children and children's children until all the mountains and valleys of california are his then will all the indians die even though they are treated well for they are slaves no more are they happy for what were they made to be slaves and die from the earth before they are threescore and ten to be no more remembered than the beasts of the field i hope you'll win to-morrow cried roldan his young mind moved to pity and profoundly disturbed you can never get california away from the spaniard and i can't wish you do but you might if you rallied all the indians to you become powerful enough to live in the way you like best and i hope you will why should men say i am better than you i will make you like myself how do we know i have ridden like the wind and collier de ball with the best vaquero in the californias but i am afraid my mind has had fifteen years of siesta now well i shall be governor of the californias one day and then i shall send all the indians back to the mountains anastasio put out his hand and the two civilizations decreed by nature to stand apart from the beginning to the end of time clasped in brief friendship i will be your friend said the indian and the white man need not despise the friendship of a great chief california is a fair land others will come to it beside the spaniard if anastasio has thousands of indians to run to his call they will fight when he bids them caramba you are right exclaimed roldan those americans american boys asked aden eagerly now said anastasio i sleep awake me when the sky turns gray he stretched himself out and slept at once the boys drew close together and speculated upon the fateful morrow they agreed to remain close together out of sight of the enemy but where they would watch the indian forces if anastasio fell they would flee at once End of chapter 9